today's titles of the message is the year of the boats. Um, the word that I'm releasing this morning does apply to us here, but this is a word for the body of Christ right now. And that's what the Lord kept telling me yesterday. He's like, it's, it's for not just your place, but it's for everywhere. And um, I think if we just um, listen to Holy Spirit and take everything in in our spirit, the Lord is going to begin to show you this also. So um, last year, I was cleaning up in the fellowship hall, and I was so getting wrecked this morning because <laughs> this encounter I had in the fellowship hall, nobody was around me. I was in there by myself, and uh, it was so cool because it was in the fellowship hall, right, where we fellowship. And that's what we're, that is the main importance of Jesus is to fellowship with him, to be with him. And so... Um, I, I, I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was cleaning or something in there. And it was so like a natural thing. Like I went to turn around. And when I went to turn around, all of a sudden, I bumped into a person. It felt so real. Like I went, I went like this. And you know when you're busy doing things, you're not paying attention. Like I'm thinking somebody walked in. I didn't hear them. And I'm bumping into somebody. And so I went like this, felt the bumping of somebody. And I just said, Oh, excuse me, because that's my first response, is like, excuse me. And, um, and as I looked up to see who it was, um, it, it wasn't a person. It was, it was an angel of the Lord. And um, it was so amazing because um, I didn't understand what it meant last year. It was last year during this time that I saw this. And the Lord brought it back to remembrance in this time I spent with the Lord yesterday. And what I began to see is I began to see um, an angel. And um, it was an older man. He was all nicely pressed. And, and he had a blue suit on. And in his left pocket, he had a handkerchief. And he had a captain's hat on. And he was a captain of a, a very large ship. And, um, and I, just, I, I, I just saw him really quickly, and, and then it went away. So yesterday, the Lord began to remind me of that because I didn't have any understanding. And I, I really, really need to get understanding of things because this is like, for some people, it's a big stretch to even hear something like that, for, for them to even get something like that. So I just had to use wisdom before it was released that I had understanding of it. And so um, <laughs> the Lord for months now has been talking to me about boats. And I go around talking about boats, but the clarity that came yesterday in the boats was so crazy because um, we have a captain of a ship that showed up here. And our captain has to be Jesus. Our captain who's directing our boats is Jesus. Amen. And uh, as I began to see this and understand this, um, I had an encounter some months ago, another encounter that ties into this angel I saw who was a captain of a boat. And I began to see boats that had gone off far, far deep into the waters. And it was very dark, and I began to see the boats swooshing in the waters of the ocean and all these boats were so far like you could barely see the boats because the storms were coming in and the storms were tossing these boats 
this way and that way. I mean, like a rag doll. Like I just saw these boats just going everywhere. And the Lord began to tell me about how some of these boats had great ideas that they were better off by themselves. And that's why they had gone off so deep by themselves. So as I'm seeing the boats, I'm like wanting to rescue the boats. I'm like, God, don't let anything happen to these boats because they're, they're so amazing. And the boats are the people that go out for the Lord. They're the evangelists. They are, they are the people that take the prophetic word to the nations. Um, they're the ones that God sends out to begin to stir the waters in regions and states and, 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 and nations. And so as I began to see the, I saw these boats, I began to see that the storms that they had been in in their lives, I began to see the destruction that was happening to their boats. And I said, God, I don't want them to be destroyed. I don't want them to, you know, fall apart, their boats, because when a boat's in a storm in the natural, it begins to break off pieces of the boat, and it begins to, like, sometimes the waters come in, and all kinds of havoc and chaos comes and takes place in a storm on a boat. And um, the Lord began to show me that um, he was establishing lighthouses this season. And I remember seeing the boats being brought in by that same storm that they had been in and the Lord using that same storm that they had been in to bring them back where they were supposed to be. And I began to see them repositioned by the lighthouse. And I began to see the boats quickly come, get by the, by the lighthouses, and they began to get some balance in their lives again. And all of a sudden, the anchors all at once begin to drop to the bottom of the ocean. And it was so incredible because I could hear the sound of the anchors being dropped. And it was so powerful because as soon as the anchors dropped, it was like they began to become steadfast again. They began to uh, just seek unto the lighthouses. Now, the lighthouse is a church. The lighthouse is represented as the church. It's represented as the apostolic hubs, as the apostolic places. And I thought this was so timely of the Lord because Pete last weekend, before he left to India, shared about the apostolic vision over this house. And, 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 and the thing about that is, is that we all think that we know what it's supposed to look like, but we don't. And I, I don't want to try to figure it out. I don't want to try to uh, come... To Ohio and try to have my own ideas and have my own will and not be led of the Spirit of God. Every single decision that is made in these lighthouses has to be led by Holy Spirit. It has to be led by seeking the Lord. Even the little bitty things, even the little bitty things that we decide on has to be by the, by the Holy Spirit of confirmation. It just has to be that way. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, people are not in agreement with those decisions. But I'm like, well, you got to take it up with the Father because <laughs> he's the one, is the captain of this ship. He's the one leading us this year. He's the one establishing things this year. It's not us. And so as I began to see these boats and they're coming down and they're bringing their anchors, and um, 
they began to feel safe again because the lighthouses are safe places for these boats. They have to be safe houses. There is no option this year. And I think in the past, they haven't been safe houses. They've been judgmental. They've been houses that um, are not displaying the love of the Father. That's why even the music this morning was so significant because your foundation, the foundation of this house here, the foundation of where you're at has to be created in love. It has to be firm foundation of love because if it's not, then anything can come and destroy that foundation. Because when you love somebody, you'll fight for them. And these lighthouses, I saw them begin to fight for these boats, begin to intercede, begin to pray, begin to, to begin to extend themselves out with the ropes to bring them back in to where they're supposed to be. Now, it doesn't mean that the boats are going to stay there forever because boats are always made to go back out to the seas. They're always made to go back and get fresh revelation and fresh things. But as, the, as, as I saw the lighthouses, I began to see the Lord begin to launch the boats back out. But this time, they weren't going to be alone. This time, when the boats went out, they were going to be covered with prayer from the lighthouses. And it's so awesome because I have Pete in India. We're here, and guess what? That's our job as a lighthouse here. And, and you know, the Lord began to show me something because I, 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 I went and um, we've been decorating our store here, and we called it the docking station. And the reason why I called it the docking station is because we're going to have boats that are going to come in, and they're going to be docked for a little while. And they're going to get restored, and they're going to get healed. And some of them are going to leave. And we have to be okay with them leaving. I think that there's been such a division. There's been such hurt that has come in the body of Christ between the boats and the lighthouses in the past. Because when it was time for the boats to leave, the lighthouses would be hurt. And then the boats would be hurt because of the response they were getting from the lighthouse. Listen to me with your spirit. Because that's not what God meant for it to be like. That's not what God meant for it to, 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 uh, to be in the body of Christ. See, that's why it's important that we have that firm foundation of love in the lighthouse. Because if everything we see has to be filtered through the eyes of the Father and not our own. If you're not understanding and you're in a lighthouse and you're told to stay there to cover the lighthouse then your job is to know Jesus' love and his heart for the people in such a way that when the boats come tell you, hey, I have to go do this for the Lord. The Lord has called me to do this. The Lord has called me to do that. That you're so grounded in his love that there's no opinion of yourself. There's no opinion that you have on these boats leaving. You have to come along the side of Holy Spirit and the Lord and push them along and help them do and help them get what they're supposed to do for the kingdom of God. It was never about either or. And I think that's where the separation came, that the lighthouses and the boats, they, I was in a meeting years ago. The meeting was called the Sound of Revival. We've been talking a lot about revival and the fire of God in Ohio. And let me tell you, I was at this meeting, the Sound of Revival, and I went to go back to hear it the other day, and 
Ray Hughes said something while we were there. And he says, there's boats that go out and there's, 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 um, he didn't even say the lighthouses, he said the church. He says, there's the church and there's the boats. And the church can't be the boats and the boats can't be the lighthouses. And I think that's what's happening right now. Sometimes boats are made to try to be and look like a lighthouse and, and, and it, can't, it can't work out that way. So hurt comes in, offense comes in, brokenness comes in because you're trying to make people be something they're not and, the, and vice versa. You're trying to get approval from man to be what they've, what they've told you you are. And let me tell you how prophetic God is in this place. God's spirit is so free right now. He's speaking so loudly this season for us here, even in this place. Pastor Vicky and Pastor Felix's, uh, their, their uh, church in El Campo, Texas, was called the Lighthouse. And the Lord told me this. He says, you cannot have your lighthouse. with." And he says, the lighthouses and the boats need each other this season. So I went to buy this thing, and I was like, oh, I love this thing for our store. And when I, when I saw it, it just had the lighthouse. When I went to go purchase it, I saw the boat on the bottom. And I began to weep and cry. Because in the natural, the Lord was showing me. And then it had these little bobbers of keeping afloat. Keeping afloat. And then it was a paddle of a boat. Prophetically, God speaks in the natural. We just have to be ready to listen. So I went and I'm like falling apart in this car. Thank God the lady who sold it to me was a believer because she would have been like, what is wrong with this crazy woman? But look what it says in Hebrews 6.19. It says, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. The Lord had me be with him for hours yesterday because I needed to be behind the curtain. This season, we have to be behind the curtain. We have to know what the Spirit of God is saying. We have to know what, what his instructions are this season. And we can't just come with a good message anymore. Good messages are not going to penetrate hearts. Spirit-led messages are going to change not only where you're at, but they're going to begin to change the world. Because you're going to come with strategy to the nations. It's such an exciting time if we are excited with the Spirit of God. The breath of God is what blows on these boats to begin to go out. The breath of God. It's not the lighthouse's responsibility to breathe on these boats to push them out. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. It's not our job. It's his breath that begins to give instructions and blows the winds for their cells to be popped up again. After they've been restored, after they've gotten their healing, that the winds and the breath of God would come and blow on these boats again for them to go and be where they're supposed to be. 
So good. Thank you, Jesus. I think some of the, the, the big things that I've seen in the body of Christ is that the Lord never meant for either one of us to be broken, the boats or the lighthouses. Amen. He never meant for there to be hurt, offense, none of those things. And whether you're a lighthouse or a boat, they're both evenly important. And they're both on assignment from the Lord. They're both needed this year. And one thing that we need to understand, they need one another. So many boats, they pull away from where they're from, and they, and they feel like they're going to be okay. No, you need to ground yourself to a lighthouse somewhere. Somewhere. You need to gravitate yourself to a lighthouse somewhere because you need the healing. You know, when we go out, we go through battles sometimes. We go through some warfare in other regions that maybe the lighthouse doesn't quite understand. But I'm telling you, when we come to the lighthouse, I want to be restored. I want to be healed from the battle that I just came out of by going and bringing change and impact to another region. So I need to be able to come back to the lighthouse. This is a lighthouse here. This season, this year, this place is going to be a lighthouse. And we're going to send out the boats, and the boats are going to come back. And they're going to get restored, and they're going to get healed. And guess what? They're going to go out again. And it's going to be this bouncing effect that when we see them going out way too far, we're going to shine the light. And they're going to be called back in. I like the way uh, D.L. Moody said it. He said it so good. He says, lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. All we got to do is stay in the light of the Lord. Shine the light from this lighthouse that the boats, people that get sent out of this place know that they have a safe place to come back to. God's not looking for perfection. I just feel like I need to say that. I got this shirt the other day, and it says, imperfectly perfect. (laughs) That's what he's looking for. He doesn't want, you know, and, and, and uh, Carol shared on that the other day. She shared about the boat. She was trying to make it all perfect, the sails, and she was trying to clean up this boat. And the Lord was like, no, it's fine the way it is. <laughs> Some of us have a hard time with that because we have issues. We want it to be perfect. And the Lord's like, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for your heart. Where is your heart in the matter of your decision-making? You know, the Lord, you know, when I first started my journey as a boat, I didn't quite understand it. And I just know God said to do this. I just knew God said to do that, and I had to be obedient to that. And my lighthouse where I'm from didn't understand it either. The people there didn't understand it because it happened so quickly, the transition. And I know a lot of people right now are in transition, They're transitioning into new things God has for them. But it doesn't have to be a hurt process. And I think that's where the body of Christ has missed it. That it, 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 oh, oh, somebody's transitioning or this person's, oh, there's going to be hurt. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be all this stuff. And we have to begin to receive instruction from the Father on how the transition is supposed to flow with the Spirit of God. If love is our foundation... If love is our foundation, 
then how can you see it any other way? We have to begin to release those that need to be released unto God. John 12, 46, it says, I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. If you've been hurt, if you've been hurt and gone through some things with the lighthouse, let me tell you, God's going to come and restore you and heal you. You don't stay broken. You don't stay hurt and wounded. This past Thursday, we were here at Worship in the Word, and Peter released this thing. You know, Peter's a part of the new generation with that new sound. And the, the message he released that day was, don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't be woe is me. We have to get out of the state of woe is me, of staying broken when God has healing and restoration right there at your front door. You don't stay broken. You don't stay wounded. You come unto the Lord and you get your healing. What, whoever it was that hurt you, it doesn't matter who it was. I think we spent more time trying to figure out how it happened, the who, what, was, and what have, would have, could have, should have, that it's a, it actually a trap from the enemy to trap us and keep us stuck there. And the Lord's like, man, I got some new things for you. You're still trying to eat yesterday's manna. You know what I saw this morning in the, in the spirit? I saw a, a loaf of bread, and, a, and it was called Wonder Bread. We were talking about his wondrous acts, his wondrous things, that we're supposed to live in the heavenlies in his wonder, to begin to eat the fresh new bread. If we're staying here grounded in the natural with junk, we're never going to see his wonder. We're never going to eat the new bread that he has for us. And you know what? It was so funny because I saw the loaf of bread, and I remember growing up, like, if you got wonder bread, man, that was some good bread. Like, that was the name brand bread, right? <laughs> and the Lord was like, I have the very best for my kids. The very best. I don't, there's no limitation with Christ. Like, if you had Wonder Bread, man, you were doing something good because you had the finances to buy, and the Lord's like, you're on my grid now. You're not on your own natural grid. You're on my grid. <laughs> the lighthouse would begin to give direction to these boats. They were always meant to be navigational, GPS. Now we're like, go to our phone, you know, and... It's so funny because the Lord right now is just sharing with me. We go to our phone for everything instead of going to real people, instead of going to real authentic sincerity people. And it's really been a stumbling block, even with Facebook Lives and things like that, that we go to that instead of going to real people God's put in your life to help you this season. And we have to get away from that. Not that it's bad. I mean, it's not like bad, but, but you got to watch what, what, what you're hearing. you got to watch what you're seeing because if it's not built on a foundation of love, then you're going to see it all wrong. You're never going to grow from it. Trusting the Lord is key for both the lighthouses and the boats this season. Sometimes not understanding everything, but anchoring yourself to the truth of his love for each and every one of us it's the connection through love because love wins. Amen. Ray Hughes said this 
the other day. It was so good. I went back and, you know, everything's prophetic. So things that I did years ago, it's like Pete was saying, it's going to take effect now. And I was in this, in this meeting years ago, the Sound of Revival, with Ray Hughes. And he said, he said the people who write the stories that, uh, about the wars and the natural are the people who win. So if there's history here, even in this building, there's history here that was written. We can come and rewrite it because love wins. We can come rewrite history because we're the winners because of his, his foundation of love that can begin to come in this place again. Isn't that awesome? We can go back and rewrite things because that's the authority God gives us. It's so great. 1 John 4.18 says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So good. Romans 15.13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of his Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That anchor that I heard the boats release had to do with hope. It had to do with hope, because when you can anchor yourself unto Christ, that hope begins to stir up inside of you again. And it's not a thing that, that you have to gain or a do-to-get mentality. It's something that comes with you anchoring yourself with the, with the heavens and you believing that he is your hope. People make mistakes sometimes. You know, that's, that's, that's human error. But we can't stay stuck in those human errors any longer. He wants both of them to come together. And you know what? Humility is key this season. Humility. Because the lighthouses can no longer think that they were right, and the boats can't no longer think that they were right. But if you're both grounded in love, guess what? Love wins. And the love that you have for the people that hurt you, it abounds greater than the hurt that was done to you. I'm serious. I'll say it again because that's one thing that I hear a lot in the body of Christ is the hurt that came. Well, they left and they left me or they, they, you know, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, and now I'm hurt, now I'm broken. I'm like, okay, but, but did you love them even to begin with? Was there love, if, was there real love even in that relationship? And they're looking at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, because if there was real love in a relationship, it didn't matter who it was, a spouse, a cousin, a brother, whoever it was, somebody in the church, if there was real love to begin with, real authentic, true love, then that overrides any mistakes that were made in that relationship. And that's what we have to understand. It doesn't mean that ministry is going to be perfect. And I think that's what people think. They're like, oh, they're godly. They know Jesus. You know, everything's going to be perfect. No, I'm sorry to say this to you, but it's not. Amen. We're all trying to be obedient to God. We're all trying to make good choices and do good things. We're all in, 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 in a mode 
of trying to do exactly what we think should be done. It doesn't mean we're going to be imperfectly perfect. And I'm okay with that. Some of you have to begin to be okay with that. That's breakthrough right there. I'm serious. That's breakthrough for somebody that they're imperfectly perfect. You got to start seeing yourself the way the Lord sees you. He's so awesome. I just, I love the Lord because, you know, I think the more that I fall, um, you know, one thing the Lord was telling me this morning, he says, you know, you will know the true prophetic people. You will know the true, like, the true authenticness that people carry when they want to stay locked up for hours at a time with Jesus, preferably over being on a platform. Yesterday, I was there before the Lord, and I said, God, I don't even need to release tomorrow. Like, I'm good. Like, I, I, I'm okay just here with you. Amen. And I think from the very beginning, that's the way my ministry was, was, was birthed. That's the way everything came. It wasn't me trying to, like, oh, I want the revelation of this. Oh, I want the, 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 the inside of that. No, it was like, man, Jesus, I'm so in love with you. I'm so head over heels in love with you. And if I can just sit here and shut my mouth for long enough to feel your love, for you to heal me, for you to rebuild me inside out. That's what we were talking about while we sang this morning. I don't want to waste no time living on the outside. I want to live from the inside out. What's inside of you? Holy Spirit is inside of you. And if Holy Spirit is inside of you, then you can't go wrong. Amen. Trust. Amen. Trust in the Lord. People are going to make mistakes. Sometimes we have to just dust our feet off. That's what, that's what Paul did. He went to places as a boat. Paul was a boat. He even, he even had an encounter on the boat. Amen. And the angel of the Lord came and told him, hey, you're going to get in a boat. You're going to have a shipwreck. But let me tell you, you're going to be okay. I'm telling you before you even get on the boat. Amen. Get out of the storm. Some of you need to just get out of the storm and know that you're worthy of being reestablished. Know that you're worthy of his love, that you're worthy of him doing something of restoration and healing inside of yourself that he's going to rebuild the very thing that you were originally supposed to do. Sometimes it takes a storm to wake us up. Sometimes it takes us going through those rough waters sometimes for us to realize what's really important in our lives. Because we get so prideful that we think we have the answer to everything when we know nothing. He's the writer of your story. If there's anything I learned from, my, from, from Ray Hughes was tell your story. Amen. Tell the stories of the past. Tell the stories of the, the generations past. Why do we share those stories? We share, them, we share them to build hope again in the body of Christ. We share with them so that way the, the, the new generation that is uprising and growing up, that they begin to know that God showed up for us then and he's going to show up for us now. There's no difference. 
He's still here. He's still God. He's still moving and breathing and doing amazing things. There hasn't been any change. Maybe some people screwed it up along the way. It's okay. It's okay if they did. We're not perfect people. I always tell every leader I'm around, if you're looking for perfection, I'm going to fail you. I'm going to fail you in some way, somehow. I'm going to fail you. I'm telling you right now. There's days that I'm going to, there's times I'm going to have a bad day. There's times that I'm not going to be perfect. But you know what? I keep going to the Lord. We have to keep coming to the Lord. I have people that post on Facebook, uh, revelation of this, revelation of that. And let me tell you, doesn't mean anything. Let me tell you why. Because in 1 Corinthians 13, 2, it says this. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We are nothing. Our revelation, our, our insight of dreams, whatever it is, is your gifting. It's the last thing. It's the last thing. How about you fall in love with Jesus again? How about you fall in love with Holy Spirit again? How about you get on your face for a while and keep trying to stop making a name for yourself and be known to everybody that you flow in this and that you flow in that? Well, how about you flow in some love? That's where we have to get back to because that was the foundation from the very beginning. I so love the world. I so love the world that I gave my son, right? John 3, 16. We got it all over our walls and our houses. But it's real. We've got to go back to that foundation of love. If we cannot love our spouses, if we cannot love our family, if we cannot love the person, you don't just love the person you don't know. You you love your family. You love those people God's put in your life to teach you something. You honor them. You respect them. You, you, you come and you, you, you serve one another in the body of Christ. It's not about a title. It's not about gifting. Giftings are extra. You know that your gift is the most powerful when you do it in love? You can't have a gift and then have love separate from that gift. Because that gift doesn't matter. That, that, those dreams, all of that doesn't matter if you can't love one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. I'm telling you right now, that's where we have to get back to. If we want to see revival, if we want to see really great power of God, get on your face. Get on your face because it's not going to come from a platform. It's not going to come from having a microphone. It's not going to come from you having some kind of name or title on your name. It's going to come from you being on your face and getting instructions from heaven and knowing the authentic sincerity of the love of Christ 
that when it shows up, it has power. And you're not just speaking, just like the clanging, like it says in the word, the clanging of the instruments, making noise. But you know the true love of the Father that when you speak, there's power behind it. There's anointing behind it. And then it breaks things. It binds things. And then there's power in it. I don't want to speak just to speak. I want to speak with the authority of heaven that it brings change and impact to a region. That it begins to to shatter old mindsets. The Lord told me a long time ago, if your brother, if your brother's cutting up, your sister's cutting up, somebody's doing something wrong, what do you do? You come and you pull them in. You cover them. You pull them in and you help them. And you cover them. And then you show them love and you rebuild them. That's what this lighthouse is supposed to look like. I'm not going to show up to these people and say, well, ask them a million questions. You know that that's what's in this region? I'm just being honest. Somebody new shows up. Well, how did you get here? Well, where did you come from? Well, what church were you at? What denomination are you? I've seen it over and over again. A million questions. And I'm like, what does it matter? Jesus brought them here. Everybody's here because the winds of God brought them here. I didn't come here because it was a great idea. I came here because the winds of God said, sell to my sails of my boat and said, go to Ohio. We're so here and not here and not here anymore. And we miss the very thing God's trying to do. Get out of your mind. Extend your heart and connect it with Jesus. Because let me tell you, when your heart's connected with Christ, you'll fight for people. Even people you do not like. Even people that have been your enemy in the past. You'll fight for them. Because you'll see the Jesus inside of them. You'll see the potential of what God wants to do in each and every one of them. And then there's no more judgment involved. Oh, how could so-and-so do this? Oh, how could so-and-so? Wow, is that the fruits of the Spirit? Is that the Father speaking? Because my daddy doesn't speak that way. The Spirit of God doesn't speak that way about others. He doesn't speak that way about me nor you. He says, come here, baby. Let me show you another way. Let me build you up. Let me heal you. Let me restore you. And let me show you another way. A way that maybe you were never shown growing up, growing up in your family. Let me show you something new. You have to want your healing. You have to want your restoration. You have to want not to be wounded anymore. I, I know Pete shares sometimes my testimony. I could have stayed wounded forever. I could be wounded right now. There was time I missed out being with my mom. Our, my anniversary of missing my mom is this month. Her birthday's at the end of this month. And I could live in that place of being wounded. But I choose not to. Because I have greater things to do unto the kingdom than being selfish about myself. That I have to put the kingdom before my own needs and my own wants. That's that's what it means to be a laid down lover for Christ. That your your thoughts are no longer just about yourself. Your thoughts are about your family. Your thoughts are about the kingdom. Your thoughts are about the people in your congregation. 
that when you walk, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, this would be, oh, I'm just going to pray this in for sister so-and-so. Oh, I'm just going to pray this in for brother so-and-so. They need a breakthrough. That's what Jesus was about. He walked the streets. He could have come to that lady at the well and could have crushed her by what she was living like, and he didn't. Her ministry was launched out by his hands as soon as she left Jesus' side to go tell the good news. How many of us are going out and telling people the good news of Christ? Are we going talking about how horrible our life is? How, how terrible we have it? We are in a good nation, let me tell you. And we don't have hardly suffering like other nations do. You know, my husband's been calling me from India, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not going to complain ever again in my life because I, I just can't. I just, you just have to make a decision not to be negative, not to be in that mode. You know that, you know that when you do anything that's not lined up with the fruits of the Spirit, it grieves the Spirit of God? And the Spirit of God is like your best friend? So if you had your best friend sitting next to you and you knew what offended your best friend because you've like been years forever, friends for years forever and you know what offends them and you know what makes them happy, right? When you're somebody's friend and then you come and you do that very thing that offends them or grieves them and then they're like, oh, oh I can't be around that. I got to leave. So what happens with Holy Spirit when we, when we begin to display something else rather than the heart of the Father? something else rather than what it says in Galatians to love, to have peace to have patience to be gentle I guarantee you go to Facebook right now, there's no gentleness there but yet they think they're doing good by exposing their brothers and sisters why do we get to such a horrible place it's sad but I know the Lord is speaking this season. He is telling us, let me be your captain of your ship this season. We have to become the lighthouse here at Emerging Streams. We have to let these boats come back in and begin to get restored and healed. And whether they stay here or not, it doesn't matter. I don't need to know how hurt they are. I don't need to know what caused their brokenness. I don't need to know the details of anything of their lives because it's not about me and me knowing. It's about the Lord already knowing and the Lord wanting to bring change to their lives and the Lord coming in and doing something with each and every one of them. And when we have that understanding, then we're connected with heaven and heaven gets to show up and do everything. We just get the privilege and the opportunity to sit down and watch God's goodness on a person. You know, I was, I, we had Joan Hunter here recently, and um, I had these people, they were like, they were like, you know, gun-ho, and they were like, yeah, we were in the, in the Happy Hunters meetings, and uh, we got filled with the Holy Spirit, and we saw the healings of God, and, and they were just on and on, right, which I thought was awesome, because, I mean, it stirred my spirit up. I would have loved to be in a meeting with the Happy Hunters, because if you knew their ministry, they moved powerfully in the signs and wonders. And I'm sitting there, and I... I began to tell them, I said, you, see, you got to see all of that? And they're like, yeah, we saw legs grow out, and we saw, you know, the, the, the handicapped begin to walk. And I said, wow, 
I said, let me tell you something. I said, wherever your assignment is at this season, are you still seeing that? Are you still doing that? And they said, well, no. I said, how come? How come? Do you think that Jesus allowed you to see all of that so you wouldn't do anything with it? The application of what you learned? When Joan came, she was teaching us application of things. That's why we bring these people in, to teach us application of things. And then, I, and, then, and then they said, and I said, well, what happened? What happened? Why did you stop? Well, we went from this church to that church, and they weren't in agreement with it. You, you know, man's agenda always stops revival. That's why he has to be the captain of this lighthouse, the captain of this ship. Because man's agenda, man's great ideas are not going to work this season. They're not. And I'm not about that. It's about the Lord. It's about Holy Spirit coming in and doing everything he has to do with every single person. And when we allow him to get out of the way of Jesus, get our ideas out of the way of Jesus, then he can come in and do way more than we could ever have ever done. And, and, and that's what I was telling them. I said, well, you need to start doing that again. If you saw the tangible presence of God, this was in Bryan, Ohio, up the street from us, at a moose lounge. Not even a Jesus place. It wasn't even in a church. See, the Lord can do whatever he wants, wherever he wants, however he wants, if we just let him. Don't put him in a box. Somebody was saying that. Don't put him in a box. And I was like, it stirred my spirit up. I said, well, if they could see it in Brian, we could see it here in Stryker. We could see it in Defiance. We can see it in all these different places where God is beginning to activate these fires. And that Ohio ablaze, is, it starts with us. It starts with us. We're waiting on somebody to come in and stir the waters and light the fires. And God's like, no, I positioned you there. I didn't make a mistake by putting you there. I didn't make a mistake by sending you there. No, I sent you there and I positioned you there on purpose for you to begin to do it. Not, not me. We're, we're the hands. We're the feet. We're the ambassador voice. But still, we don't get it. Oh, well, you know, I'm just so hurt and broken and I'm just a mess and I'm just, I've gone through so much in my life. All of us have. All of us have gone through heartache. All of us have gone through some things. But thank you, Jesus, that he brought us through those things. Thank you, Jesus, that we're no longer broken, that we're restored and healed. And we have promises, promises that he spoke a long time ago over our lives that we have to begin to contend for. We have to begin to agree with heaven for and see them come to pass. Ohio's part of my promise. It's part of your promise. If we all come knitted together like a, like, like a big old net to catch the fish. Isn't that so good? That when that fresh fish comes in of the fresh catch of the day, that you can see it, you can feel it, and it creates excitement inside your belly. I can't even imagine when they would pull in the lines with the new fish and they would pull in their nets and they're like, because all they saw was like, man, we're hungry. We need food, right? 
Don't we get excited when we come to our kitchen tables and there's this like spread of wonderful food, right? That's how they were back then with the nets and the fish. That was their dinner table. We got to get excited again for what Jesus is going to do. Don't walk around with your head down anymore. Pick your head up. Pick your head up again and let him show you what you were truly called to be and move in this season. We got to be the lighthouse shining our light. Not throwing the cannonballs, right? Shining our light. Let's just bow our heads. God, I just thank you this morning, God, for every person, every family, every person watching online, Lord. God, give us understanding this season, Lord, what it looks like to be a lighthouse, what it looks like to be a boat, Lord. God, that the two would merge together this season, Lord. That the two would merge together with your oil, Lord, from heaven, Jesus. Don't let there be any more hurt that comes between the lighthouses and the boats, God. God, I just pray for restoration and healing to even those that have been hurt online, Lord, through the light, with the lighthouses, Lord. And God, I pray that you come and you touch their hearts this morning, that you begin to mend the tears again, Lord. Mend the tears. Let them have a heart on fire for you, God. Let their bellies begin to burn once again, Lord, and be burning ones for you, Lord. Be burning ones for your kingdom this morning, God. Let there not be any delay, God, in what's supposed to happen from heaven, God. Let us be in your wonder this morning, God. <laughs> Teach us how to eat the new wonder bread, God. <laughs> Teach us how to eat the new wonder bread, God. Sit at your table as kings and priests to begin to consume of your goodness, God. To begin to fill our mouths to talk about your goodness again, God. As we begin to talk about your goodness, God, it's going to stir up bellies. It's going to bring in the fresh catch of the day, Lord, with the new nets, God. Us knitted together this season, God. The lighthouses and the boats knitted together this season, Lord. That nothing gets, slips through the net, Lord. No part of your goodness slips through that net, Lord. But all of your blessings get caught up in the wonder, Lord. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.